This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. And we're rolling. We are rolling. Okay. <clears throat> Exciting times. Hello and welcome to episode 239 of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Last name, not important. Uh, we're actually in the studio for the first time in three years. Yeah, it's oh, been, I have no uh, idea. It's been a while. Well, I'm here every day. Right. Uh, you live I, this life. I do live this life. I, I live the hot mic life. Hot mic. Uh, that's the voice of Chris Hayes, uh, the creator, founder, Visionary person, uh, legend, chief of staff, only member of the board of ShoutEngine.com. Yes. Is it visionary if it's strictly an auto- audio product? audio <laughs> Ordinary. Auditory, I believe. Uh, but we are not alone tonight. We are joined by the wonderful Manuel Carrillo, number three. Number three. In the house. MC3. What's yes. up, buddy? Going, it, it is always a pleasure. Thank you for for braving this horrible, horrible cold snap we're going uh, through. Yes, and it's, my phone's it's like a frigid forty eight degrees or something like that. Uh, that's I mean that's pretty fucking cold for California. For California, it's cold. I layered up. I had a t shirt, a flannel, a thin sweatshirt, and a and a thin jacket over that because it was pouring when I left my house. Yeah, it's been a little rainy up here, but not today. It's uh, but yeah, it's actually cold enough that I've got my shorts on, but I have an accompanying vest. <laughs> You're so still New England. Somehow. I know, I know. And, um, and here I am from California, you know, born and raised, and I've got a snowboarding jacket on. So. Yes, I mean, my blood is thin. I've lived on the West Coast longer than I have the East Coast, so I'm cold. I'm cold. Has it been that long for you, really? Oh, well, because when I was younger, my, my dad was in the Navy, and so there was an additional eight years in California. I, I've known you for like six years, and I had no idea about that. Yeah, I've lived in California longer than West Coast, longer than East Coast. Okay. Well, that's a fact. You Biatch. people are learning along with me. Yeah, he's a Tupac side. Tupac the till side. I die. Um, <laughs> were you the one that gunned him down? No way. I would, I would have. Or was that, was that Biggie love. at the Peterson that you took out? Yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> So, it's been so long, I have no idea what's going on. We'll start with you, MC3. Yeah. Um, why the hell did you go freelance? <laughs> I mean, why not? No, I mean... Uh... So, for those of you who don't follow the six of us who are friends on the internet, uh, <laughs> though maybe you do because this is a small world and you probably already know, Mr. Manuel over here uh, had a nice salaried gig yeah. and has decided to slum it with the rest of us. <laughs> Though there is more freedom, you are a freelance automotive journalist now. This is true, yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited. I, I just kind of I wake up every morning really, really happy, which is really nice. At and home? You don't have to rush? No. And, and you know what? I should be rushing a little bit more because I like to get a lot done during the day. I have so much to do uh i'm updating my website uh mc3films.com and uh you know just staying active and keeping creative and not really writing too many stories right now because i'm kind of just kind of rebuilding my brand sure well it hasn't even been that long what's it been no it hasn't uh my last day at internet brands was february 2nd oh so it hasn't oh yeah okay okay Mm -hmm. um but freelance time it's like things have changed yeah um you know, this whole health insurance, and I, I don't want to say all this stuff to scare you, because, <laughs> uh, but it's funny though, because I just got asked last night if I would be interested in speaking on an upcoming panel um, to other automotive journalists about surviving the freelance world. Yes, our March twentieth meeting. Yes, yes, and I was. Uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about this, but none of these people listening are, are going, is this so it's for, fine. Uh, which trade association is this for? Motor Press Guild. Um, oh, MPG. Okay. And it was funny. I'm like, well, I, the, the very polite person I was chatting with who's a friend, I'm like, well, I wouldn't say surviving the freelance <laughs> world. More like tolerating so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he's like, I'd say you're surviving. So I said, email me the details and, and we'll chat. Uh, how much does it pay? No, <laughs> um <laughs> And so you're very brave to undertake it, but we've seen some other friends who've made the leap, some planned, some unplanned, right. and um, they're doing it. They're all doing it. So that's... Yeah. You know, it, it's really sink or swim, and 
from what everybody's telling me, you know, oh, you're going to you're gonna do just fine. You're going to do so well. And Sink, like, swim, or learn how to make my fucking coffee. <laughs> 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 but no, no, so far, so good, you know. That was um, mean. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, uh, probably going to – I'm still trying to find an outlet for this uh, Pirelli event that I'm doing. Oh, or, we, we won't pay you, but we'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just got invited to the uh, to Amelia Island for oh, nice. uh, work reunion down there. And then um, – going to do a Polaris launch for... Uh, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, representing Rob Report March 8th. So, Where's that? Uh, in Vegas. Cool. Yeah, so things are coming along just fine. And, um, yeah, you know, you know, like I said, a couple stories here and there, but mainly just kind of updating the website and stuff like that. Well, I think the interesting... I mean, you came from Internet Brands, which, if people don't know, that's kind of the parent company that sells the forum software... And then subsequently goes and lowballs you for the website when they know exactly how much traffic you have. Yeah, but and that's not that's not manual speaking. No, no, no. But then as a as a as a I don't think they confuse your voices. But uh, as as a whole, as a whole though, they make up like a lot of like if you're into Ford trucks, yeah, they have Ford trucks. If you're into Chevy stuff, they've got they've got everything covered. I mean, like they're the Corvette forum. They are. Bimmer Post, I believe. No, not that one. No. But I mean, yeah, they I mean, own. God, if they had Bimmer Post. Camaro Z28, which is a massive board. They don't right? have the car lounge, right? That's still separate. That's still separate. Vortex. But uh, yeah, they don't have Vortex yeah, okay. either. They, uh, they tried buying Vortex about four years ago, I want to say. Yeah. And it just, they couldn't make the which deal the, happen. What's the big Mustang site? Uh, 6G, Mustang 6G or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they don't have I that. I thought either. that was Camaro 6G. No? I don't know. Yeah, LS1 so Tech is the biggest Camaro site for internet brands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Mustang Source and Mustang Forums. Are yeah, there. the LS1 Tech's an interesting site though, like because like you get all the other like car specific ones that are shitty, like the Corvette Forum. I think I'd rather stick a hot fork up my ass <laughs> than go on the Corvette Forum because uh, everybody there is caustic and horrible, and they're like, "Here's your Hawaiian shirt for signing." So up. you need to get like as you move to older cars. They're, they everybody kind of calms down a little bit depending on the car. Like with my trucks specifically, I never really ventured into the other various Ford truck internal forums. But for the ones for my year specifically, it was some of the most knowledgeable, helpful people well, it's ever. It's the general knowledge area. That's why I like LS1 Tech out of all those properties because it's not just a car and the fanboys of that car. It's people that are building all kinds of various projects and they tend to be a lot smarter too. Um, and don't just regurgitate stuff like you need to change your sway bar fluid or some bullshit like that. Right. You know. Right. Um, so let's shit on his former employer. And then, uh, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's no. I'm just kidding. It's the nature of forums. I right. mean, yeah, absolutely. Right. But and I so think it's, it's, that, and, and this is where I'm going to loop around, is that yeah. you know they're a big company, a top in, 25 internet company now after buying WebMD shit. for 5.8 billion. Wait, they bought WebMD for 5.8 oh. billion dollars. Oh yeah, dude, they were already giant well before that. Yeah, wow. before that they were a top 50 internet company. Now they're top 25. That's just, crazy. Yeah, yeah, they just acquire everything. They own a lot of brands. Which, by the way, on if the you internet, still like to buy. <laughs> I've I, I've actually sent a few like, hey, do you guys want to buy Hooniverse? Hello. <laughs> Hello? So yeah. that's about how that goes. They, they would go from top 25 company, like, how did we just drop to 100th? Like, what the fuck happened? Um, Breaking their average. They, didn't, they don't want to buy Hooniverse. Uh, so. Well, what I was getting to is that, like, you've got those big companies, and, like, they're financially viable by themselves, mm-hmm. so they're always going to be able to do their own thing. But then right. you get somebody like a source interlink that gets bought out by Discovery, mm. and the fucking axe swings down eventually and just knocks everybody out. Yeah. Or what's going on with Drive when they got bought out by you know Meredith. i heard that the yeah. source interlink axe was really poor timing with some of the discovery stuff like some of this shit was apparently and this is different people talking so you know all grain of salt right. where some people are like oh like fuck we got it sucked this big parent company comes in and cuts house where a lot of these were people were some of these positions were planned but then they all were someone went fuck it let's do it all at once well it was mm-hmm. so it was source interlink for a long, long time, and that's Motor Trend and Hot Rod and everything the that you guys... enthusiast network. Yes, and then it became 10, and then now it's 10 brought to you by Discovery, you know, whatever the fuck. But they were on shaky financial ground for a long, long time. Um, and that I, at one point in time, and I had, a, I had a friend that was fairly high up the ladder there in management, and he was telling me they were making more money 
on the magazine racks, selling them to newsstands That's and crazy. bookstores than they were on the magazine. Well, there's probably like now on the video side, they probably don't make much on their consumer, like like enthusiast facing videos. Yeah. But on the back end, making videos for automakers, which is a different department. It is a different department yes. that shoots those. They char- you c- it's they're spending money to make the the Lieberman Jethro Bovington videos, and they are making fucking tons of cash, relatively speaking, yeah. on the Infinity Needs a Commercial video. Yeah, from my understanding, the only thing that really makes decent money out of all the video stuff is just it's roadkill. That's it. I, I honestly, I would wager that the sponsored content, like in market shopper stuff, makes mm-hmm. even more. Possibly, because roadkill no probably costs. I mean. I'm sure Finnegan and Freiberger aren't expensive relative compared to, like, actual network television hosts, but they're probably not cheap for internet. No, and neither is, like, Johnny, you know. Those guys are all kind of, for the independent outlets, you know, they're kind of at the upper pay grade of that, and that's... That's great. They've done well for themselves. But, but the good just, thing for, for sources or 10 is probably, though, that they get paid on, like, decent magazine salaries and not, like, decent personality video TV salaries. Yes. Yet, at least. Unless Discovery comes in, we're like, all right, Johnny, we'll pay you I, I think, episode. honestly, all bets are off Which right I now with yeah. Discovery. But, I mean, Drive is basically falling apart, too. I mean, it's just... It's it's kind of unsustainable to be just an automotive media company of that scale at this point. And I think that, you know, coming back to people like you, I think the future really is for a lot of people this freelance stuff. And it has its positives and it has its negatives. But I just don't think that all the infrastructure costs that are associated with running a journalistic outlet like that are really workable. Is that? Yeah, gunfire. Gun okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Gun like fire. I told you, don't not, work on eighth and ninth. Not a stranger um, to this podcast. Is that really gunfire? Uh, probably. Yeah. It's. I mean, if it's gunfire, that's like a lot of gunfire. Yeah, that happens here. That's like a shootout. Uh, yeah, that happens here. What? That is gunfire. Are we certain? Yeah. That's that's pretty like close a twenty-two, like a small. Hope they don't take my Tahoe. No, um, that's not that small. That's like a nine millimeter. Someone's dying. Like I feel like a lot of people are dying because that's yeah, a lot of bullets. Okay, so for like <laughs> just so people have context, the Hooniverse is discontinuing discontinuing its NRA discounts. By yes. the way, after uh, this, also I would, I freelance would... note: I just got an email that I just got paid from one of my clients. So these are the best emails they make. Those your day. are nice emails. Uh, I live in a little su- the southern end of LA. Before it turns into Long Beach called San Pedro. And I live on a nice little street. There's a couple of them that are, you know, a lot of art galleries and restaurants and shit like that. But then it's it's flanked on either side by some ghetto ass shit. Yeah. Well, I actually considered – I tried to convince my wife to move here because it's the last L.A. Orange County town on the ocean that is affordable. But it's affordable for a reason. But it's about to have – a resurgence because they're completely redoing the waterfront area. Like the, the contracts it's are done. Be a few years. It is, but it's not going to be, it's going to, I feel like it's going to happen quicker than you think. Um, but, but it still has you, a ways see, to here's go. The thing. We were having this conversation two years ago. Yeah, that's true. And I, now that I've lived here for a year, I'm like, Oh yeah, there's more stuff that needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> like I'm not Crime waiting. is rampant yeah. here. Somebody got killed the next street over like a month or two ago. Wow. I mean, maybe he deserved it. That's fucked up. Uh, um. But it's it's really it's really fucked up down here. And I don't know if you guys could hear that on mic, but yeah, that was a lot of gunfire. And was that really gunfire? Because that was like a lot of gunfire. Yeah, it like wasn't. The, it didn't sound like pops. It was echoey. Yeah, like gunfire is right. Yeah. Right. Well, that and it was irregularly timed, which you don't get with firecrackers. Maybe somebody was just hitting a, a swinging a hammer at like odd intervals. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, one of those old-fashioned. Like I'm not, hammers. I'm not shook because it happened before and it happened really close that time. Okay. But that was like pop, pop, like that was it. And then road rage incident was over. Oh yeah, yeah. So that person just had better aim. Uh, than... Yeah, because that guy drove down the street and then crashed into like a telephone pole or something like that. But that was just at least seven shots. Oh, no, there was a lot more than seven. No, that right. was like 30. That's why I used the caveat, at least. So technically, technically, I'm correct here. I, I was but coming, your exact guesses. I don't know if I told this story on the show before, but like I was coming home one night, and it was late, 
and it was probably about midnight, and I'm sitting in an intersection at, like, Gaffey and Sixth, if anybody around here knows the area. And there's a car wash there, just kind of one of the DIY ones. The ones that we love to use is fucking car geeks, right? Do it yourself. Nobody fucks up your paint. Well, lights are off. There's an old Nova in there. Three guys in the Nova cleaning it. One guy, uh, three guys around the Nova. Uh, two of them just like cleaning general stuff. Another one hosing out the trunk in the dark at night. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> some Pulp Fiction shit. That's nice. some vintage 1990s L.A. right there yeah. for you. Yeah, uh, brains. Yeah, well, you know, if I want, I, if you want, I can show you around town after. No, I'm good. And it's like, I'm going to go back I, to like Orange County. It's like I am legend when you go down the alleys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, uh, it's, it's like, like I am legend. San Pedro has its so, nice So, um, but, cars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you driving anything right now? Uh, not right now, no. Are you on the press car train? Uh, or are you kind of taking it easy? Yeah, I'm taking it easy right now, and just, like I said, I'm revamping the right. brand before I start approaching a lot of the people who I don't know yet. Sure. Now, um, what's up with the Porsche? Yeah, so, as I'm, I'm just devoting all my time to... The, the brand side of me. Right? Don't talk so, to me about the Porsche. The Porsche. Basically, it's Project Car. Nothing is happening right now. That's what that means. Right, right. That's I, like, I, uh, I, how's the wagon doing? Yeah. I am behind on editing. <laughs> and what's it called so people can look it up when it is out there? Uh, so the easiest way to get to my YouTube channel is just uh, mc3films.com. It's, everything's linked there. Yeah. So. And the Project Stork is the Porsche. Right. Hashtag Project Stork is uh, another easy way of searching it online. Um, but yes, it's still sitting at the Haynes Manuals headquarters. Oh wow! Okay. And oh, I didn't know that's where. That's it is. nice because that means you're not paying to store it, which exactly. is huge. No, they are. They are. Yeah, doing me such a solid by letting me leave the car there. It's been there since I brought it back from SEMA back in November. Damn. So it's just sitting there. It's um, they're, they're, they're such friendly people over there. Where thank you, is thank that man. place located? I didn't even know they were out here. In Newbury Park, two streets over. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, because so manual, your car's gone. Right. <laughs> That's okay. It wouldn't go anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, what's up with your fleet right now? Any any updates or um, no time to work on shit? I haven't had a lot of time to work on stuff. I have been taking the vet out and putting little miles on it and things like that. Uh, uh, I did swap. I, I bought some new wheels for the vet um, just so I could go back to an easier because I couldn't buy my tire size anymore. As it turns out, nobody really makes a 335-3518 anymore. That's a big-ass tire. Yes, it you is. You probably need to go with, like, fucking Avons or something. They uh, probably make it. It's like there's a couple of things that are out there, but they're super expensive. Yeah, so yeah. I swapped back to a stock wheel size on that car, which is 18 in the front, 19 in the rear. And that's easier to get tires for. Yeah, yeah. So, for sure. Uh, and then the Fiesta, I just put tires on that thing, too, and uh, I put BF Goodriches on it, and those tires are fucking great. I'd say I'm hitting probably 95% of what a Pilot Sport 2 would have been on there nice. for a third of the price. I okay. got no complaints with them. And, um, and the lack of being able to find a 335, 3518 is because uh, wide tires with relatively small wheels is just not a in-demand thing? Uh, yeah, and that's stupid because it should be. Mm-hmm. Because they ride <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah. They ride better and there's traction. Race cars, typically 17 and 18-inch wheels. Right, right. Uh, and that's the reason. The rims survive. Sidewall is slowly coming back, though, believe it or not. I'm seeing a little bit more yeah. sidewall in cars these days, which is very good to see. What car? I was driving something where... Uh, like. Oh, I think even like the Range Rover Velar had 20 or 22-inch wheels, which seems huge, but the wheel wells were big enough that they could fit a meaty tire on it, and it looks so much better. Like yeah. a 45 series? At least, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was like um, the the Fiesta had um, you know super thin sidewalls on it. They're the stock tires. You guys know what those look like. I went up to, I want to say... I don't know, probably a 40 series sidewall on that, or maybe a 45 series sidewall, and it makes all the difference in the yeah. world on that car. And yeah, my speedo's off a little bit, but I really don't care. Right. It's this whole ultra thin sidewall thing needs to fucking it's, die. It is. It is. It is slowly fading away. I am seeing a lot more sidewall in cars. I think even like I'm trying to think if it was at the LA Auto Show. It might have been like the ZR1. Had a good amount of sidewall. There's some new car coming out where you're like, that is a beefy fucking tire. And it looked really good. It wouldn't surprise me if it was that because they clearly went, yeah, this is a track car. Oh, Fuck yeah. everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need 
I can't believe grip. how much faster that thing was around VIR than everything else. Yeah. I think it was like seven and a half seconds faster than ACR. I mean, I, I really? That's fucking fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was way 700 horsepower will do that, though. And proper suspension and all that good shit. Um, wow, that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, around VIR, it was, it was like destroying everything. Hmm. Um, I think it would even, I think it put a pretty big shame on a GT3 RS as well. Wow. Yeah. But speaking of spy, uh, or sidewall, uh, a few months ago I did the um, this Volkswagen Golf family drive. I got to drive everything from like the base mm-hmm. S all the way to the Golf R, mm-hmm. you know, back to back. And actually, my favorite car that day was the the base, the base S, yeah. you know, fifteen inch wheel. Oh, I was going to say sixteen, fifteens. Wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. But no, because sidewall, yeah. sidewall and five speed manual. Well, our. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Our CX-5, our Mazda CX-5 is the middle trim. It's the Touring, mm-hmm. and it gets a slightly smaller wheel, and the, it rides better than the, the Grand Touring, which rides fine, but there's a little more cushion there. I was just in a car, too, where – oh, which was it? Where it was a little bit too harsh, and it shouldn't have been, and it just had super low-profile prof- tires, and you're like – the the – Visual guys are just fucking with the suspension guys, where they're like, "You got, I need some help here. Just put some more goddamn sidewall on that tire, otherwise, I can't. I'm yeah. at the limit of yeah. what they'll let me do I cost mean, wise." Like, like the the new Porsches are all like twenty and twenty ones. Yeah, that's too fucking big. It yeah. is big. That's too much unsprung weight. Yeah, I mean, I get it to a certain point where you want it large so you can put a big brake package in there, but then you know these guys then have like an inch or two of clearance beyond the caliper at that point. It's, I think the ZR2 I was just in was like 17 by 8s, which is awesome. Because then you get a big, chunky off-road tire in there, like a 31-inch. How, how was the ZR2? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Everybody, when it first came out, everybody's reviews were, it's so slow. And if, if you compare it to the Raptor, which you really shouldn't do, yeah. But, like, a lot of fucking things are slow compared to the Raptor. But, yeah. one, the, the Colorado is, is a step down size-wise, and yeah. it's... Ten to twenty thousand dollars cheaper, which depending motor on spec. Um, I've driven the diesel, and the one I just had was the the gas six. I don't mind that gas six at it all. It was fine. It's, quick it's literally yeah. an LT one exactly. with two cylinders enough. cut off. But l- the suspension on the truck is amazing because it's the uh, Multimatic uh, spool oh, valve. Oh, spool valve. On yeah, there too. So it's spool valve. Um, the one thing that was dumb though, it's an optional dealer installed extra is the spare tire in the bed, which looks fucking cool yeah but i had to bring my mountain bike to the shop to get something serviced and i had to like work to fit my mountain bike in the bed of a truck i'm just like this is dumb right now this is fucking stupid uh but it's the shorter box with the crew cab so there wasn't a lot of room back there um but uh the truck itself i had a blast uh i just shot a I shot a video of it for that that channel Truck Central where I'm doing some stuff for, mm-hmm. and that video is live if anybody's curious. So go to Truck Central on YouTube, um, and I loved it. The only thing that I point out, I don't directly point it out, but I leave it up. I'm like, I don't like the design of the wheels, and I'm going to let you guys figure it out. It looks like a flock of dicks pointing at the center cap. <laughs> like the wheel design on the ZR2 looks like a flock of dicks. A flock of dicks, or like an armada of dicks flying towards I think a black I like hole. Armada better. It's an armada of. It's an flock onslaught just, it of cock. It just does not flow. That could be out the title. The I can't put that as the title, but onslaught of cock should be the title of this episode of the podcast. <laughs> or just armada of dicks. I think. But we, you can't put dicks. We can't put swears in the titles, or like dicks. Okay. Armada of Richards. We could just call it the armada. <laughs> call it the onslaught of Richards, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that'll be great. That'll be that'll be. But good other, stuff. I mean, that's. A, I wonder why nobody wants to sponsor us right now. <laughs> it's. Uh, we should get condom that, sponsors. It's a cool. I mean, it's a really cool truck, and I like the thing that like the Raptor's too fucking big. The it's Raptor is too, too big, big, but the Raptor is so goddamn good. It, it's actually ten inches wider, and I know this because I just showed the video. It's ten inches wider than the uh, Colorado. Talk the Colorado ZR2 is three and a half inches wider than the base Colorado. Yeah. I just I literally know, only know this because you just I it. just shot it. Yeah. Um, but I just swapped that truck out for the Tahoe RST. All right. Okay. Which is interesting. I know okay. nothing about it. So it's a there's the RST and then these there's the R there, so there's a trim there's a couple different trims now they offer on the Tahoe. There's even like an off road one, but the but the RST is more of a performance oriented trim. Mm-hmm. It only comes in black. Then if you get the RST Performance Premier, it gets the 6.2 liter. So it's a 420 horsepower Tahoe. So it's I mean it's pretty cool. 
See, I thought all RSTs. Four legs. No. Okay. So I thought so too. Okay. It's the top, there's an RST premier perform like there's one above the regular RST. The other one does not get the six point two. This one does. So the regular RST is still the five point three. Yes, as far as I know, that's the way I read it. Okay. Um, but this one with the six point two gets a Borla exhaust. All right. Which is pretty cool. Okay. And then it gets uh, upgraded brakes, which is smart mm-hmm. uh it rides pretty fucking rough though which really? is not cool for a tahoe a tahoe should be cushy even a sportier tahoe should have some level of cushy i was driving down the highway or it was just like a road and it wasn't even that bumpy i'm like this is rough there's no excuse for a truck to drive rough unless it's meant to, for like super heavyweight towing yeah like there's no excuse for a truck to ride that hard and mind you, you're paying seventy five thousand dollars for this thing. It Seven, ride, it's seventy. Yeah, yeah. It, should, it should ride somewhere. It should ride almost like not. It should be like just back it down from the Denali and the Escalade. Yeah, but get it close. Is yeah. this basically for the guy that's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to buy American. I don't want a Range Rover." No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, Who are they? Because that's that's that? that's a Yukon. That's a Yukon. Yeah. Um, and, and the Yukon Denali's are fucking really nice now. Yeah. Um, well, I actually I mean, like them better than Escalade's because they're like less fancy. It's a little we, lower key. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the new Escalade's pretty dope too. Um, I don't know, but as speak- it turns out, the manufacturers for some reason really work on their SUVs. Yeah. Hmm. There's some money there. Yeah. Um, now speaking, switching gears though, because I just reminded myself of something else I had just driven mm-hmm. i just came back from scottsdale for the uh 2018 uh, rs5 scottsdale. which is a horrible place to host the rs5 launch uh yeah because it's all flat and it's not very dynamic and sporty no um and the all. speed limits suck and there is a police presence and uh, as i might have found upside, as i might have found out <laughs> yes on the upside you also get to show your papers every five minutes, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, I don't, because I'm extremely white. Yeah. Um, so, Manual, avoid I'm, those launches. You're fucked I'm, in Arizona, I'm buddy. Very afraid. Um, so the new RS5 is fucking great. I really wish we could have been on a racetrack, because the car seems like it'd be that good, mm-hmm. or um, just somewhere else. Um, the, the last gen one was it was okay, but it was so outgunned by its competition by the time it came out. This one is faster to sixty than not just an M4, but the M4 competition. Package. What's in it for the motor? It is the it is a two point nine liter twin turbocharged V6 Hot V. Okay. Hot V, uh, making four hundred and forty four horsepower. Okay. Um, and it'll do zero to sixty. Manufacturer figured in three point seven. Yep. 3.7, which means when Motor Trend tested, it's going to be like 3.5. And it has Hankooks. It doesn't even have like the sticky – like it has good Hankook Ventus rubber. Yeah, I've had, I've had the V12 Ventus. Those are good tires. They're good tires, but there are better tires. Um, mm-hmm. Those are good tires. And, and I mean, launch control in this thing, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Our friend Miles uh, Brandman – so we got to drive it two days. When we first landed, we did it this one dynamic stretch of road. And then we went back to the hotel, and then the real drive day was the next day. They did that because they got to Scottsdale, and they're like, "Oops." Um, so Miles and I drove that first day, and I was looking at something on my phone. And I wasn't paying attention. He tested launch control, and my fucking phone shot out of my hands. It hit me in the chest, oh, and wow. I immediately started dying laughing. It was like, it was almost like it was pushing it's you. It's like in GCR your launch, right? Yeah, it was. It was really impressive. Um, it can send up to eighty-five percent of the torque rearward when you're in full dynamic mode. Uh, the launch control was great. I tried it. I turned traction control off, and I did get it just doing a donut. Mm-hmm. It stepped out without sending it all of it rearward. How? Okay, so does it have the traditional Audi problem of understeer? They uh, Audi recently recently they has been dialed, like the TTRS has been good for the last two generations. The 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 weight is still. F- fairly far over the nose but now they're not putting v8s up there they're putting these v6s up there and that has helped so much to get so the engine in this car weighs 70 pounds less than the last engine holy shit. so think about all that weight that mass moved off the engine so it no it, it just fucking i really want to get it here back here like in the press fleet and go on my roads and just chuck the shit out of this thing mm-hmm. uh because it was seriously impressive and at one point i was just cruising at like a hundred is it a dual um, clutch again or no, because the dual clutches don't like the torque. 
they'd be jerky as fuck in first gear, and, and you can't have that. So it's an eight-speed. That's the one thing I liked about the previous gen is it had the dual clutch. It, they, it just, these, the, the dual clutches don't like the torque these motors are making now. Um, and, and so to keep up with this, in an M4, you need to get the competition package, which adds – so like yeah, base price for this, the M4 base and the C63 base are all right at $69,000. Yeah. To keep up with this car to 60, the M4 needs the competition package, and the C63 needs to be the C63S, which is immediately what now it, 75 What would be interesting 80. is, from a driving dynamic standpoint, is that versus the ATS-V, because the ATS-V – up until I don't I, mind you, I haven't been in the RS5 yet. The ATS-V was by far my favorite of those three to drive. The this will fucking smack it. Really? Yeah, yeah. This will this will beat it up as it should because it's four or five years newer. Right? No, of course. You know. And the Alpha platform is great, but this thing, this whoop, and the Sonoma Green paint color they they had at the they had Nardo Gray and mm-hmm. then Sonoma Green. Sonoma Green is goddamn gorgeous green paint. Audi's always on this weird product cycle, and that like. They announce, they come out with their new car a year and a half before everybody completely reboots their line. Well, so normally they made a good point. Normally an RS model comes at the very end of a product cycle. And so they'll, they've they had the car out. They don't need to make changes. They know what needed to be fixed. The RS1 is mm-hmm. good to go. Now, one to two years into a product cycle, they're offering RSs. And then they're going to update that to keep up with the competition as, as that comes out. So it's, it's interesting to see what they're doing with this car. I wonder, does that share the engine with the Macan? No. So this 2.9 liter uh, was a Panamera engine, but it was originally um, – it was originally built by Audi for a future Audi product, and then Porsche took it and changed it a little bit, and the Panamera came out just before the RS5. Okay. Um, another really fascinating thing, like they almost glossed over it, but I found it amazing during the product presentation. So you have, it has a huge radiator up front. Then, because you know it had gaping maws on all these cars, so much yeah. air coming in. So normally they don't have the, a good reason not to do that. Yeah. Man. So the huge radiator right there. So when the air hits that, you know, only a certain percentage goes in, and then other air hits that big wall and goes down under the car. So what they did was perpendicular to that, they put a little oil cooler. Mm-hmm. So that it, so that sticks off off the front of the radiator. So the air hits that now goes straight down through the oil cooler. Not only does that get like all that extra air that's going under the car, it actually provides measurable downforce. Oh, cool. It's fucking rad. Um, yeah. They kind of glanced over it, but I'm in my notes. I'm like, that is fucking amazing. Um, and, and they're like, it's it's like three kilograms of downforce, but it's still downforce and it's measurable, and you're making use of that air that's otherwise just slipping under the car. And it's then- neat. Well, and then from what I could hear from watching your feed when you were driving it was it actually sounded pretty good. It sounds pretty good. Now, we, I had a question. Is there a sound imposer or a speaker? Here's another really neat thing. No. What they do, up to 3,000 RPMs, there's, this, there's a device at the base of the windshield that takes the exact signal of the – like the frequency of the engine and vibrates the fucking front glass. And that – so it, it, it's basically – Similar to how a speaker works, but it's not technically a yeah, speaker, in, in and a, it goes away after three thousand RPM. In, in speaker world, you'd call it a passive radiator. Yeah, and okay. then it looks like a speaker, but has actually no electrical connection. Right. So yeah, it's like those old expensive tower speakers. I'm well, trying yeah, to think and you'll of. still get that in some high end stuff where you'll have an actual active driver, like a good eight or a ten inch driver or something like that. But then like a metal screen above that that's also like the highs and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you'll have your tweeters and your mids and stuff like that. But then down below, oftentimes you would have that passive radiator that does exactly what you were saying. Yeah, so it, it, it just it amplifies the existing sound of the engine, and then it goes away because now like the engine has overcome the turbo muffle and all that shit. Yeah. So, it, I mean, yeah, and you can get it with a sport exhaust. Uh, and then all U.S. spec cars come standard with the Quattro diff, which is an option in, back in Europe and stuff, which is good because that means that all of that 80, up to 85% of torque going rearward can then be split 100% to one wheel or the other, which is how you get that sweet, sweet slidey oversteer action, or it saves you if you're going to crash. <laughs> well, they've certainly got an opportunity here because BMW really dropped the ball with the current M4. Um, and I think that's a lesson they'll probably, hopefully, fix on the next iteration, which is probably a year out or so. Um, but... You know, and then, you know, the AMG, I think, was kind of the nicest all-arounder. Um, but, you know, maybe Audi can get some sales in between them now. But I just don't see, you know, 
even though the M4 in the current generation, I'm just it, it kind of sucks. I just don't like it in the current iteration. It's still the one that way outsells everybody. Yeah, yeah. And but so I was getting to this because we were talking about the suspension. So Audis are usually the softer of the three. Yeah. The the suspension and dynamic is damn near Focus RS stiff. Like to the point where you're like, what the fuck? But comfort, so it has three settings. So comfort mode is more comfortable than anything you can get in the RS. So that's good. It's still surprisingly stiff. And Audi's like, no, we need to. And it was, it felt stiff as fuck in dynamic mode. Even in Scottsdale, which is why I think they had the event in Scottsdale and not some bumpier oh, roads. Oh, good point. Um, good point. But uh, it, it, and it's neat because it's not a in. So there's an optional extra suspension. the The standard car gets a fixed RS tune suspension, but this upgraded car, it's it's a dynamically adjustable suspension, but it is not continuously adjustable on the damping it's just set in one of three modes and what it is is a mechanical system that flows from one side or the other to keep the car flat through turns okay so it's not hydraulic like a mclaren like an actively hydraulic body roll it but it just it's electronically well it's 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 mechanical in that like fluid flows to the one side of the car and fucking well then that is hydraulic yeah but the mclaren one forces it right like, uh, I think the McLaren one actively squeezes it. This one is basically one gravity. Has valving in it has, has yeah. valving that it can actually control right. the rates in which it does that. Right. But yeah, it just sounds. This like one is in one of three modes, and so if you're in dynamic, it's just it, it doesn't relax. So they've got like a shared reservoir between the two. So yes. It actually. Yep. Teeter totter, basically. Another right. interesting thing they do too in dyna- dynamic mode is so a lot of these cars when you're in sporty mode. The it, all of these steering are now, you know, it's variable ratios mm-hmm. the whole way through. If you put it in dynamic, it locks it at thirteen and a half to one, which is really smart because then if you're on a track, the steering is is consistent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about dynamic, you know, uh, variable steering ratios. Like, give me the one. Well, the, I mean, that's I, I haven't yeah. really seen anybody else locking it in one when you go into the sportiest setting. I mean, maybe somebody else is doing it, but um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? To be it's honest, pretty cool. I don't ever feel the need to readjust my steering. Just give me one that's good from the factory. Yeah. Yes, but in these dynamically adjustable cars, if I've been in somewhere so fucking heavy where they add the individual mode, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll be like, you know what? Engine and trans and exhaust in sportiest mode, suspension in the middle or softest, and then if I'm really just cruising on the highway, just give me an easy, easy steering. I actually don't mind a super light wheel sometimes. Too. Yeah. Like, I just remember, like, driving around, like, old Buicks and stuff. I yeah. actually love that, where you just got one or two fingers one or, yeah. on the wheel. And right. Like, Oh, Listening nice to your ragtime. <laughs> yeah. Um, going to pick up Shannon for a date and some malts. Oh, 94 Le Sabre. God, yeah. I love that car. Nice. Um, well, getting back to that windshield, yeah. did you ever touch it below? No, the I should have, though. Yeah. That would have been a good idea. Okay. Um, but it's probably like dual pane acoustic. So, like, if you're on the outside, maybe it did something, but on the inside, I don't know. Um, I got to move, though, now to. Uh, I'm going to pull up so we can start our questions. So we're going to go to Patreon first because they're better than everybody else. <clears throat> Craigon McBride. Craigon, uh, congratulations on your engagement. Yes, mm-hmm. I saw that on Facebook. I have a birthday coming up. What kind of camera should I treat myself to? I'll be, doing, I'll be using it for recording in the garage, doing in-car reviews, and filming cars for friends. Keep in mind I'm on a high school teacher's budget. Maybe filming that wedding night. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's inappropriate. So Canon uh, just announced the new M50. That's right. Uh, which I... If you don't follow Peter McKinnon on YouTube, he's a vlogger who's like absolutely just in a year and a half, he already has 1.7 million subscribers. And go back and watch his earlier videos because now his current stuff is far more vloggy and some of his older stuff is far more tips and tricks. He still does the tips and tricks and his vlogs are – they're the most beautiful vlogs ever. They're, they're more than just vlogs. So it's been interesting following him around uh, or you know, following and, and him. As far as like the in-car stuff, I, I don't know what your take on it is, but it's like – you can probably get away with just doing the GoPro ink. Oh, the the new the current the GoPro five or six is yeah. Um, Do you have one? I use two GoPro fives. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, there's there's oh. so it's such a four to five is such a huge jump, and six adds a few more nice features. If if you're strapped, the fives are fine, and I shoot them in Pro Tune so I can you can color grade later. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, soak it up. It doesn't look like they're going to be around much longer. Yeah, right. Well, the cameras will stick. 
Well, who knows? You're, you're right. Uh, but so the, it's all getting commoditized now. Right. I mean, you get the Chinese companies that are just building cheap cameras. They just knock them off. They're nearly as good for a fraction of the price. Well, I know yeah. nobody's buying GoPros anymore, but I mean, GoPros in danger of not being around. They're just them? not doing well. Their, okay. their finances. They laid off their entire shit. drone division. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. Um, but getting back to the Canon M50 is a just announced Canon mirrorless. With a fold-out screen, it could shoot for it's. There's some co- like you wouldn't want it as a professional videographer because there's some 4K limitations and some focus limitations, and it has a really big crop. But for just general in like general, it's about seven or eight hundred bucks. Yeah, which as far as this stuff goes is pretty good price. Um, it seems like the lens it comes with is nice if you get the lens reasonable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good option. And then uh, Sony just announced the new A7 III. A7 III, wow. which is kind of their mid-range. Yeah. It's like two thousand is the list. Two thousand bucks. So it'll be less than that once it hits the market. Someone said it could be there. They might. It was, I was reading a review on it. Someone in Gizmodo said they would consider replacing their GH5. But the GH5 is – if you have the money to spend on a GH5, um, that's the one to get. No question. I wish, I wish I had a GH5, and I don't even want the GH5S or Plus or whatever it is because the regular GH5 has the in-body um, – Body stabilization, yeah. which is huge. And, and I'm not, and mind you, the, these guys know their camera equipment much better than I do. But I was pretty impressed with the Sony's when I was playing with them. And the the low light the Sony's are great. The, the A7 response yeah. was better than anything I'd ever seen. Another one that's f- a little bit cheaper, even, is the Sony RX10. I think it's up to Mark IV now. Uh, is another great option. But this Canon M50 looks really interesting, so I would give that a shot. Even but, the, like the the Canon T series are even really fucking good now. No, I, I still love my T3i. I was going to say a Rebel a is a T5. I, a 60D, all of that shit is, yeah. like, you don't need a, a 5D Mark no. IV, though they're great. Uh, you don't need an A7R. Um, you don't need a full-frame sensor if you're not, like, You definitely, definitely do not. Yeah. But how, do you, how are you dealing with, because uh, I know you have, like, an A9000 Sony, and how are you dealing with no, that? No, I had the RX10. Oh, is that what you had? Again? Yeah, I had the RX10 Mark II, and I, I, I haven't touched it in months. But, I mean, was it is it because the user interface is a bit dodgy? Or? I never had a huge problem with that. I, what pissed me off was I dropped it, and everything seemed fine, and everything on the outside looks fine, and the camera works fine. But then my menu, my physical menu button stopped working, so I couldn't go in and change some of my shooting settings. Mm-hmm. And to repair it is $300, and I'm just like, I don't want to spend that much. And I'm using so much more GoPro now. Um, I haven't even... I rare don't even crack open my Canon as much, my 5D Mark II. Um, I was thinking about selling it to get a GH5, but because it's a Mark II, it's like worth $500 on Craigslist, yeah. which is just super sad. Um, uh, and I got to play with a, a Canon 5D Mark IV, yeah. and it is – if you have a Mark II and you are a professional shooter or just have money to blow on cameras, it's a nice upgrade over the Mark II. Yeah, but because see, the 3 was just kind of eh, from yeah. what I, I understand. I love my 3, but I was hoping that the – 5D Mark IV would have all of the features of the 1DX Mark II Oof. in a smaller setting. Yeah. Because I wanted 120 frames per second. big, fat nope. Yeah. See, dude, you need the GH5. Because that's 120 frames per second at uh, and Meanwhile, you got all this going on. Yeah. And red just keeps moving further and further down yeah. market. I saw his jet when I was in Hawaii. Did you? Yeah. Uh, you know who founded red, right? Red cameras? No. The guy who founded Oakley. Oh, no way. Yeah. Sold it in 2007 for like $2 billion. Um, yeah, well, that wasn't a choice. Well, he sold it to Luxottica, though. Yes, Luxottica, what they did is they own most of the eyeglass stores. Yeah, they own everything. And they, they went to Oakley and they went, fuck you, we're not going to sell any of your stuff anymore. Drove the stock price down to like a tenth of what it was, and then went but and then went here. Be happy with what you're giving. We're giving you. I don't feel bad with him because today. So I looked up his Wikipedia. So I, my wife and I took a vacation. We went to Kauai, and it was fucking great. We're on the uh, we're on that airport waiting to jump to Honolulu because we had to spend a day there so my wife could do some work stuff. There's a camo Gulfstream. I don't know if it's a Gulfstream or not, but it's it's yeah. a camo private jet. White, like snow camo. And I couldn't see, the, I know I've seen this plane before, but the tail logo looked different. So it used to have an Oakley logo on the tail. Now it has the red cinema logo on the tail. And um, it's, it's owned by the guy who founded Oakley, sold it, and he founded Red Cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm looking him up. He's worth $4 billion today. He owns two islands on Fiji. Um, so, yeah, he was just slumming it on Kauai. Well, yeah. Bless his heart. 
Yeah, it was. Um, well, let me put it this way: I'm not feeling bad for him. I'm oh, worried right, right. about all the people internally that had equity and got screwed out yeah. of. Sure, that makes sense. You know, uh, yeah, he did fine. Um, but <laughs> so there was that. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, yeah. Look at the Canon M50. Look at some of the mirrorless Sonys, and you'll be good to go. And if you can afford it, get the GH5. That, I want that camera. The Advocate. What duration of tire rotation and smoke production constitutes constitutes a proper brake stand? Hmm. I mean, you, if you at don't least make three hundred and sixty degrees of rotation. <laughs> yeah, right. No, if you make no, you need to make some noise and smoke. Well, you're gonna make noise. You should make some smoke. Depends on the tire. Some tires really don't make that much noise. So you should smoke. You need smoke. I think smoke is the, the demarcating factor. Yeah. But I think, you know, at, at what point would you consider it respectable? Five Mississippi's I would say smoke. brake stand, no more than six feet of forward movement and continuous smoke. Yeah, it needs to be smoke. Um, and he also asks, what are your thoughts on VW settling uh, one of their U.S. Dieselgate cases literally days before trial. Hope all is welcome back. He's for more burnouts. Um, I honestly have not. I've totally stopped paying attention to Dieselgate mm-hmm. stuff, so I don't have a good answer here for you. I know people were like a little surprised that they, that they did it, um, and I just don't. I'm not surprised. Care at all. anymore? I mean, legal settlements get. I mean, this stuff happens all yeah. the time. Is there? They you know, they push it back, push it back, push it back, and get to a term and go. Oh yeah, we're not going to do well in court. Or they just don't want to spend the money for a for a trial, mm-hmm. which is super fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, although you know now Daimler might go in with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Marshall Cash, have you seen any point of view from the new F1 Halo cockpits? What do you think about the post immediately in front of the driver? I actually watched two videos on this today. It doesn't um, seem bad. One video seemed bad. One video seemed not great. One video seemed fine and. The, the aspect ratio on whatever camera they were using was li- slightly different. So in the video that seemed bad, it's the, uh, it was Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes, and the sky was overcast. He was on wet tires. The car was dark colored, and then the camera was, like, cropped so it seemed closer to the halo. And so it just filled up more of the camera view. Then it was Robert Kubica in the Martini car, which is a white car mm-hmm. on a bright, sunny day, and farther back, and it looked it looked fine. Yeah, and I guess the thing that uh, didn't occur to me until now is that it depends on what the lens setup is on the camera because yeah. it's not going to perceive it the same way as a human eye would. Right, exactly. Uh, but it looks like there should be a good amount of room. You're constantly looking into turns. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they just why they put the weird thing in the front instead of just doing like a piece of polycarbonate all the way around. That was the one the drivers wanted, and the FIA said no. There was a test. There was a piece called instead of the halo, there was the shield. Yeah. And and the halo one. I don't understand why the halo one because it seems remarkably less safe than the other one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes this season. Um, David Six asks, "What do you think of Tavares's Lambo? I think it's fucking awesome that I he bought that. Oh yeah, Freddie. I mean, yeah, Freddie. Freddie's a good guy. We talk every now and then. That project is great. I applaud it, and I've been watching the updates. So uh, Freddie Hernandez, Tavares, yeah. he bought the cheapest. You know, Ishtick is always like the cheapest this or that. Right. The cheapest running Lamborghini in the country. He found, uh, I want to say, 06? No, I think it was 08. Oh, yeah, it I was, think it was an 08. It was previously a gold rush car. Oh, okay. So, so it's it, a, it's it a spider. It logged within an inch of its life. It was prepped <laughs> to handle 1,000 horsepower and possibly up to 1,600. I'm thinking that might be an exaggeration. It's, but it's a twin turbo. Engineering. Uh, swapped in car and it is yeah. beat to fuck like the rear wing is barely hanging on right it's, now he's posting got fire damage he's posting a bunch of shit where um it's uh he's he pulled the transmission off himself mm-hmm. and he's battling i saw this bef- before we came in he's battling between the idea of t- fixing something himself or paying a shop eight thousand dollars to fix it and what did he pay for the car i think it was 60 64 i think because he sold his Aston Martin. Okay. And he bought this. What did he sell the Aston Martin? He might have Martin? sold uh, another, a couple other cars. Uh, I yeah, he probably he sold, like 30. I, I think it basically came down to, at a certain point, He zeroed wife. out on the Aston. Okay. Yeah. But he still has the SL, right? That, I think, I think he, he does. does. I think he sold one of the, um, S, the Lexus SC300s. Yeah, I think he got rid of the Supras. Did uh, he get rid of the Supra? He might have gotten rid of the MR2s as well. Really? Yeah. 
he needed he needed to clear some space. Okay. Yeah, and I think it probably comes down to a certain point the wife slash neighbor acceptance factor too. Because <laughs> uh, it is too many Florida, cars. and he has a big driveway. It is, but even I, I know that area where he lives in, and like, it's still not cool to have ten cars in your driveway. He he, I am so pumped following what he's done with that channel. It is amazing. I just looked at his. Ca- it feels like his subscriber count rockets up. He's at 228 when I checked, That's nice. which is huge. He has a huge following that loves what he's doing. Um, he, he's he's working up to try to get to that everyday post, and he's like, it's like the stuff he's doing. He's really in there wrenching. Uh, it's great. I'm I'm so happy with the success of his channel. Um, Dan Mesquita asks, "What's the word on Aston Martin's overall product planning and EVs in particular?" Mm. Um, they are having a huge Geneva. They had to move to a different, larger stand. This news came out today. They're going to show um, – they didn't show anything new in what they said they're showing, but Andy Palmer is quoted in their own press release as saying there could be a surprise or two. Ah, that sounds like Palmer. Um, which is awesome. We haven't heard anything about DBX in a while, which is the one I am fucking dying to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't heard any updates on the – I think it's – I don't know if you pronounce it Rapid E, but it's the Rapide mm-hmm. with the capital E, so right. the electric Rapide. So maybe something about that. They're still building these things. Yeah. And then um, there could be some other stuff in the pipe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the the Aston Martin just posted their 2017 was their first profitable year since 2010. So Aston Martin is in a good place. It was so good that there's early rumors that they're going to, like, do an IPO and list and all this shit. Like, we're viable. Now, <laughs> are they, are, now at some point, are they going to actually create a new chassis platform? Or? No, no, they have that. They, they're, okay. they've, um, DB11 is the first one that is not oh, VH. Oh, I didn't realize it yes, was Yes, DB11 okay. is the first new one. The second century. VH second century, century plan. a long yeah. time. Yeah, DB11 is the first new one. And then Vantage is surely going to um, just fucking crush it. And not that the VH was bad. It just it, it, it had a surprisingly long lifespan. Right. It's the Panther platform of the supercar world. <laughs> um, Bobby Reed, should I mount a Blaupunkt Bavaria radio that's not connected to anything in the center console of my BMW 2002 and hide a working Bluetooth receiver in the glove box or just mount the modern receiver in place of the vintage Blaupunkt? I vote mount the old one and hide the modern shit. Yes, and I agree. Yeah, just uh, yeah, take it, put the old one in. Just leave it un- unconnected. That's what I'm gonna do with my Mercedes. I'm not touching that fucking Becker. That thing is worth like a thousand. Working Beckers are worth so much money. Um, I'm just gonna bypass it and run something It'd be different. Different if it was like a Porsche, just because there are a couple of companies that make head units that have modern functionality but yeah. look like old pieces. Yeah, and then um, Porsche makes one. I mean, ideally yeah. in Project Stork, I want to put that $1,200 modern Porsche head unit yep. with the modern P- or, you know, PCM or, or, or uh, you know modern Porsche navigation in it. Yeah. And, uh, you uh, know. Yeah, you know what, though? The navigation, who fucking cares? That's the Becker Mexico I think you're talking about. So my car has the Blaupunkt. In okay. It. Yeah, and then so – but, you know, it would, it would be a shame to get Mine rid of Blaupunkt. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blaupunkt. But but it would be nice to have that modern. You've know, been Blaupunkt. I had a, my uh, my GTO and had all the uh, all the audio and that was all Blaupunkt. Nice. Uh, Aussie Aussie with German radio. Yeah. Weird. I know. Uh, all right. Moving Go to figure. Twitter questions. The Twitters. Um, Al at Bayrubay B E R U B. Bacon or sausage? I actually prefer sausage, unless it's like thickest of thick cut bacon. The um, there's ju- like a sausage is juicier. There's this pizza place I've been frequenting uh, in like Mar Vista, uh, up in like you know West LA area, mm-hmm. and they have a bacon on their Hawaiian pizza that is about just the caliber of the best breakfast bacon you've ever had. It's like real pizza. Hawaiian pork oh, or something. Oh yeah, it's it's to die for. I, I'm gonna sound like this is gonna be heresy, but I'm not big on either sausage or bacon. I I I just. I'd just this podcast assume, is over. What's that? This podcast is over. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'd just assume, you know, prime rib. Um, <laughs> or pork belly. Uh, even, well, pork belly is basically bacon. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, better bacon. 
It's better bacon. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Matt Carhart at Long DX Commuter. What is your opinion of what will repl- replace YouTube as an option for most car review based channels? Oh. Sadly, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Facebook is working so hard to compete with YouTube, and I think they're doing a good job. I think you know their um, their notification system is like, hey, a new episode is ready yeah. for you to watch of this particular thing that we think you're interested in due to the algorithms Facebook, that we've been measuring about you. Here's where I'm questionable about Facebook, though, is that they're not unlike Google in that they lo- they try a lot of things and then just like ignore it and it dies. Um, the other thing is is that Facebook's numbers are slipping constantly. Oh, I think. Um, Kids don't use it. They are slipping, I but I think most video is actually consumed on Facebook There's some, or something like There's that. There's a lot there, but on a long-term basis, it'll be interesting to see where it goes just because YouTube obviously isn't friendly to a lot of people creating content. It kind of sucks for that, as a matter of fact. But um, Facebook, I just don't know if it th- it'll survive when you don't have younger people using it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Grandma will always be there. That's going to be the AOL email address of social networks in Maybe. Like three years. Maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah, the other answer is then I don't know. Uh, well, Pat- I think, well, I mean, Sorry, to continue a little bit of that on that, um, I think the future of consuming media is tile-based. It's just a matter of who is going to come out with a platform that makes that really easy to digest. Because right now I subscribe to like 150 YouTube channels, I think. And I feel overwhelmed, and I don't really go on YouTube anymore, really. Yeah. And so what do you do I've come point? back to actually now using YouTube almost exclusively on my TV. The YouTube client, like, that Google natively builds and ships on a lot of TVs, and it's like it's the same in the PS4 and the Xbox. Yeah. It looks the same. I, I, I really enjoy it for that. It is by far the most enjoyable way to use it, and I usually – the recommended stuff that just comes up is now so strong, and I'm like – yeah, I can watch this okay. for several hours. Yeah. Okay. But I don't have a TV, so, I mean, I have, like, a, a, a display in my living room yeah. with Netflix and Amazon Prime. Well, this I mean, but, that's all I have. I don't have yeah. conventional television. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's a big-ass TV, though. It's, yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a 4K son of a bitch just for video games, basically, that it's I beautiful. sadly don't get to play that often. Yeah. I downloaded uh, my first new video game in a while the other night, and I played, and the next morning I was like, fuck, I'm tired. It wasn't even that good of a video game. Um, I haven't played a video game in probably six years. Oh, uh, yeah. There's some good ones out there. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the new Far Cry. <laughs> I know. That's that's one of yours. The new one's going to be good. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, Patrick Montgomery, uh, what are your favorite beers of 2018 so far? Any standouts? Honestly, the one that pops out, just because I haven't had a lot of new beer this year, is Tavarish from Beachwood Brewing. Really? T-O-V-A-R-I-S-H, a Russian stout. Fucking delicious. <laughs> Anytime a beer comes in a box, you're like, oh, this is going to be a good box. The bottle's in the box. The bottle's in best the box. Best beer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I was going to say, like, a milk carton? <laughs> <laughs> no, the best beer I've ever had in my life still remains the Lost Abbey Angel Share 2015. Wow. That, I mean, that sounds like a good beer. It, it was almost. It was on the verge of life-changing. Wow. I like everything that Paradox makes out of Colorado. Like, literally every beer I try from them, and there are so many that they make, is so fucking good. Four Sons, obviously, we got to shout out Four Sons. They are just blowing up. Distri- their distribution... Now you can get them in Arizona, Colorado, Tennessee. Nice. Um, there might be more than that, so they're they're blowing up. Cool. Um, Untitled Car Show didn't have a question. They just had some really nice words, so thank you guys. Uh, let me see if there are any more questions. Somebody named uh, somebody just followed me on Twitter called Automotive Millennials. Um, Okie doke. Is that collectively all of them? I'm an executive editor at a leading training and education company in New York, and a millennial. All right. Um, so you just got to mention on the podcast for <laughs> whatever <laughs> for no reason. reason. <laughs> Good timing. Um, let me go. I'm moving to Facebook questions now. Sorry. Uh, oh, and we got to. Someone said this earlier that we have to do another YouTube comments one, and we we will trust me because I I still get rugged rich comments. Um, hold on. Let me just. I'm just pulling up the. Oh, here we go. Only five on Facebook tonight. Oh, nice. That's low. Normally there's like more. Russell Turnbull, did you get a chance to drive the Lotus Evora 410 that Matt drove? No, Lotus doesn't even know my name. Buddy Daniels, you and your three associates relieve a bank of some of its money. You're the driver. What car do you choose? Remember, it needs to blend in, be fast, and hold four men gear and bags of cash. E400 Mercedes station wagon. 
Sounds like a good one to me. Because I would have picked 63, but at this point, we don't need that. I think Subaru that Outback. <laughs> no, that's that's a good. So okay, so it was four people in total, and you know what? I'd probably just go with uh, just go with a fucking Accord or something. Just no, um, the, especially okay. the new Accord. Yeah, the new Accord's supposed to make really nice power with a tune. Zero to sixty in five point seven seconds. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, but those are all good choices. Good yeah. job, everybody. Um, <laughs> Chris Cavalieri, new RS5 or old RS5? Is the new one rowdy enough to be an RS car? New, a thousand percent, and it is the rowdiest RS Although car. Although the exhaust note from the 4.2 is going to be missed. Yeah, but the old, the last gen wasn't a 4.2. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's um, right. That was, a stupid, that was an RS4. That was the V6. RS4. Yeah, yeah. The last one was a V8, but it wasn't a 4.2. Yeah. Um, Ross Ballot, true false. Dodge will build a Charger Demon. False. I think it's just going to be the Challenger. They are. I think they're going to Hellcat more things, but I do not believe we will see more demons. Uh, no, that's a limited thing. Though apparently they're already though doing a um, people spied a Challenger Hellcat drag pack. Okay. So it's not a demon, <laughs> but it's more than a Hellcat. It's like seven. 27 or it's like in more in the 700s. <laughs> that seems dumb. It's not a demon. It's more like a poltergeist. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, David Bonestein, thoughts on the Veloster N? Early impressions are pretty fucking positive. This is their... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a, a review team, like a YouTube team in Canada, got their hands on a, a prototype, like a camoed prototype. Yeah. yeah. And the car... Like, yeah, who are these guys? Yeah. Uh, no offense, Guys, because you know it looks like you have well, a great following. And, uh, somebody, yeah. One of them looks like mini Bob Sorokinich, though, which is fucking hilarious. Like young Bob Sorokinich. Um, so they drove it, and they seem to really like it. But I mean, a hot, uh, like a true hot hatch is. I, it had a good exhaust note. That much I'll say. Yeah, it has a. It has like a rallyish um, exhaust note. The only thing I, I, I really want to love those cars. I can't stand the asymmetric doors. The asymmetry of it drives me absolutely fucking crazy. <laughs> and you know what? In, in, in humans, we are attracted to symmetry and yes. faces. So how is that ever going to work in a vehicle when we like to see what we are attracted to in humans on vehicles as it well? Used to, I, I was so obsessed with this when I was a kid that like I would look at like – I would go and see like Bigfoot or something like that. And I'd be pissed off that Bigfoot was – spelled, you know, with a B towards the tailgate on one side and a B towards the fenders on the other. I'm like, I want it mirrored. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. I um, was an angry four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I'm just going, just because I was thinking about it, I'm going to pick just a, this might be fun to do, like pick a random YouTube comment at, towards the end of the podcast, okay. just so like we always do YouTube comments. Uh, from my Cadillac CT6 review, which was a while ago, yeah. this guy wrote, I own the CT6 Platinum and have S-Class owners drooling over this thing, which I don't no, believe. No, you don't. No S-Class owner There's even looks at your fucking CT6, car. But no. I didn't watch the video, but from what I read in the comments, this guy should be reviewing the new McWhatever McDonald's is coming out with. So he didn't watch the video, and he's commenting I on the video. I didn't read the article, but right. I'm very angry. <laughs> Tommy Cassidy, and I, I feel like he spelled his last name wrong because it's C-A-S-I-D-Y, and I feel like he's missing letters. But there is literally... No chance that a modern, new S-Class owner even gives your car a fucking second glance. No, the, the CT6 is a fine vehicle, but an S-Class owner doesn't give a shit about you. And why do you care? Right, exactly, exactly. Well, he cares because he drives a Cadillac, and he really wishes that he could be a Benz owner. That's the thing. He's the wrong kind of guy. 100%. I would proudly drive a Cadillac because I go, these drive better, and they're fast as fuck. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll That's why, yeah. like, I, I but yeah. I can see it. I go, oh, yeah, the interior is not as good. Right. But even then, like, on the CTS, it's not bad by any stretch. Not bad, no. Um, but, yeah, you, you're caring too much about what other people think. Right? Okay, so, one more comment. Yeah. One more comment, just because this one's really funny, too. Uh, on my Superformance Daytona Coupe video, this is from Thanasis Tornatsis. Are you always asshole or you take breaks? It, I mean, this sounds like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Dennis is Bastard Man. He's awesome. <laughs> I just watched that one yes. two days ago. Um, so I had to read that one as well. That was, uh, that was legendary. He's also, he's also available for your, all your bird law needs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, that's great. Um, so, uh, Mr. MC3, tell everybody where they can find you online uh, the, and support your freelance adventure. Yes, uh, the easiest way these days to find me is mc3films.com, which is just a way of getting to manualcareo.com, but it's very hard and to spell. And the three is for the third, the right? The third, yes, yes. So mc3films.com. Yeah. He, is, he is the third version of, of him. Yes, version 3.0. Yes, I like that. Uh, yeah, Chris, bugs. Chris, sell everyone on Shout Engine. Uh, as usual, if you want a free place to post your podcast, we'll take care of you. Uh, we just fought off Indonesian spammers for three weeks straight, uh, so that was fun. Um, but the good news is, is we fought them off. They moved something like 40 terabytes of traffic in a few <laughs> days, and everything still stayed operational. So that's how oh, wow. lost we were. Nice. So I can definitively say we're pretty fucking stable. Nice. So, um, All right, cool. Well, uh Follow me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Also follow at The Real Hooniverse on both of those. Go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please go read Hooniverse.com. Go to the website. Explore the website. Uh, explore this. Really explore the space. Uh, go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. And if you get this podcast anywhere else, fucking rate and review it there. Even if it doesn't let you, Just mail send, them a letter. Yes, mail them a letter. Uh, you know, cut it out of different shapes of letters from different magazines, use paste, make sure that you have gloves on when you make it, mm -hmm. um, and then maybe in there put some sort of a demand. Okay, yeah. Um, and review in demand. Also, also leave random Hooniverse podcast reviews on random Amazon products. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. We'll call it like it's the opposite of Amazon Prime. I don't know what we'll call it yet. We'll call it like the Amazon Armada of Dicks. That's if, a, if, <laughs> if you happen to be if you happen to be a wedding DJ just throw an episode in the middle of the mix. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. There we go. Like like a song, a little bit of podcast, song. Uh, I like that plane. All right. That was two thirty nine. We will see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> 